Washed up sports podcast. What's going on? 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 What's going on, guys? What's going on, guys? Welcome back to a Washed Up Sports Podcast. This is episode 30. My name is Evan Klein, and I'm glad to be joined alongside my co-host, Max Lindley. What's going on, guys? We're a little sad right now. We just recorded a full episode and didn't forget to press record. It just stopped recording halfway through. So we're back recording, re-recording this episode. So apologies if it's a little quick. Yeah, this is episode 30. Uh, it was supposed to be a big one, and we just went through, and it was a banger, and now I'm discombobulated. Sorry, right. We'll get back into it. Yeah, I'm really let down. It's all right. Let's get back into it. So, starting off, we'll talk about some baseball. Final roster for the MLB All-Star Game was set this week. Yeah. So, do you have any immediate thoughts on that, Evan? Yeah. So, I thought the game is going to be awesome, but I, I thought it was crazy that... They're gonna. They decided for one day only. They're not gonna check the pitchers. Yeah, with it's, the sticky substances. Like that's weird. It's such an admission from the Don. Yeah. Don Manfred. Don Manfred. Um, he, he doesn't deserve his name on this podcast. He's the Don. He's the Don. Um. It. It's just such a confession. It's like, yeah, we don't really care. We don't really give a fuck. We'll give him a ten day paid vacation. Then we'll let him do it in the All Star game. <laughs> it, it's like it's so it's so strange. It's so strange. It's, it is. All right, so let's talk about the actual players. Yeah, just a couple of quick things. Sox, five, sending five players, five which players is awesome. should be six, but five players. Yeah, should have been Alex Verdugo. That guy's the beast. Having a great season, too. Yeah, a little um, bit of a snub. Yeah, a little bit of a snub. There were some good outfielders picked, but Evan and I, probably a little biasly, felt that uh, Verdugo should have gotten the nod, at least right. for a reserve. Right, and... Uh, our oldest Chapman was brilliant in April, but ever since then, you know, this guy has like a near five ERA right now. He's he, a, I think in, a four seven. Yeah, he's on the All Star team. Like they that cho- makes sense. They chose that guy. That makes sense. Come on, uh, yeah, I get, don't, it, I, get it together, guys. No, but in the NL, or sorry, in the at the end of the AL, DHN, JD, made it along so with that's, Nelly that's Cruz. Very cool. Um, and then what the NL pitching is just ridiculous. Oh, That's man. something I wanted to touch on. Jacob DeGrom, you Darvish, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Kevin Gosman. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, this is, this is Zach Wheeler, German Marquez, oh, Trevor Rogers. Like they're stacked. Yeah. Great, great pitching staff from the NL. They could just go. Inning by inning and just tear through batters. Exactly. Honestly, like that's going to be really fun to watch. I love the All Star Game. I know a lot of people have different opinions on the All Star Game. You know, say it's a, you know, whatever. But I I enjoy it from a baseball perspective. I I've always enjoyed that. Yeah. So that is going to be. When did you say that was, Ev? That's on the thirteenth, I believe. July thirteenth. Um. And someone else I wanted to just touch on, Fernando Tatis, just incredible. Um, he made the All-Star game, but, it, I mean, he made a play the other night. I'll pull it up in post so you guys can see. He did this double jump. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Great, ridiculous. great defensive play from Tatis. Everybody knows about the pop in his bat. Oh, that my power God. power is, is great. He's a great hitter, but uh, he's, you know, bringing the defense lately, too. So, you know, well-deserved Tatis, obviously one of the leading vote-getters. Everybody saw that coming. So Yeah, very deserving. Very deserving for sure. So 
We got a Stanley Cup Finals update. Um, Canadians playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, game four was Monday night and went to OT. So I believe it was Anderson who, yep. who won the game in That's OT right. for right. the Canadians. So they got a game. They were down 3-0. They're now down 3-1. Game five coming up later this week. I don't really think it's going to make a difference unless Carey Price can pull something out of his butt, but I don't think that's going to happen at this time <laughs> of the season. He's he's already carried his team all the way here, so it, it's it's hard. It's really hard when, you ha- when you ha- you're such a good goalie and the defense that's in front of you isn't what you need. True. Yeah. No, I think I think the Tampa Bay is going to wrap this one up in the next game, but but – I'm happy to see the Canadians get one at least. Yeah. Like I'm rooting for them, but let's see. I mean, nothing's impossible, but just interested to see where that goes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I'm hoping the Canadians can get one more maybe. So, yeah, we we both pretty much expect the Lightning to wrap things up in game 5. Right. Yeah. And then you brought something up to me earlier that I kind of mm. wanted to talk about really quick. Mhm. What would happen? So I did a breakdown a couple weeks ago when we were off on Marc-Andre Fleury going behind the net, plays the puck, puck goes out in front of the net, they score. Um, What do you think would happen had the Knights not pulled Fleury and kept him in the rest of the series? Or Fleury doesn't play that puck? Like, I think they're winning that series and playing a much, much more equal game against the Canadians and then also against the Lightning. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I think, I think it's the. I think this the Vegas team would be better suited to take to take this Lightning team than Canadians are. Yeah, I my main point would be though is like it, I think you're stupid to ever put in Robin Leonard over Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, Fleury is the better goalie right now. Always. Yeah. There. I don't think there's ever not a time where Leonard. Fleury's, I don't want to take anything. No, away from him. it's He's not taking anything player, away. But, but it's just like Flurry's the great. Flurry and Price are the two greatest goalies in our league still. You know. So like, it's not taking anything away from Leonard. He's great. But just when you have Mark Andre Flurry, it's stupid to play him. In my opinion. I I could be I could see that. You know. I could get on with that. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um. So we'll move on from hockey. Yeah, today's episode is brought to you by The Daily Scoop. Daily Scoop is the premier dog walking and pet sitting service in Bergen County located in Glenrock. Daily Scoop provides service not only to Glenrock, but to several surrounding towns as well. They ensure that you are getting the best possible care for your pets while you cannot be with them. From the simple dog walk to daycare at The Daily Scoop, they have you covered. And if you need to leave town to visit your family or friends for the weekend, have no fear. Daily Scoop offers pet sitting services as well. Inquire for more at www.thedailyscoop.com. That's Scoop with a K at www.thedailyscoop.com. Here's Max with their Instagram. Daily Scoop LLC. Check them out. Scoop with a K. Check them out. So now we're going to get to our interview with co-owner of Grizzled Hockey and goalie, goalie for SUNY Plattsburgh, Anthony Del Tufo. Anthony, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome, man. We are now happy to be joined by Anthony Del Tufo. Anthony, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on. Nothing much. Pretty excited to be here. I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity. Of course, dude. So you're um, a goalie at SUNY Plattsburgh, and you also started something called Grizzled Hockey. You're the co-owner of that. So um, we're going to kind of, you know, get into a little interview and just talk a little bit about that. But, you know, kind of just starting a little bit about you. So 
with hockey for you, you started playing with the Philadelphia revolution of the EHL Eastern hockey league 2019. And, you know, I was reading a little bit about that and, you know, it said, it seemed like they're huge with like D two and D three placements for kids and like helping kids get involved with college hockey. Tell me a little bit about that experience and what that entailed. Um, so I played with the rev my second year of juniors right out of high school. Um, obviously like any kids goal is to play tier two or tier one, whether it's the USHL or the North American hockey league. Um, I unfortunately, uh, didn't get the, the bounces that I thought, you know, I, uh, I could have had, and I ended up in the EHL, which is tier three. Um, and I played for team Maryland, which was an expansion team in the EHL. And, um, I played there for about um roughly three and a half months and uh it was really cool it was it was pretty cool to to move away from home um uh, you know before college I thought it was pretty like a pretty unique experience to uh you know be down in Maryland you know away from away from everyone like kind of figuring myself out uh, about hockey you know just about who I was as a person um I, I love like my bill yeah I loved my billets I had in Maryland uh they had two little kids Chase and Bryce 11 and six. They're awesome. Um, I still stay in touch with my billets. They actually send me Christmas presents every year. I send them back. Oh, it's really awesome. cool. That's so nice. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like stuff like that. I really, I really was uh, appreciative of. And um, so I played for team Maryland until November. I was up and down with the North American team, the Maryland black bears who are also an expansion team uh, in that league. And um, uh, they had a goalie get hurt in a morning skate. Um, I actually had just finished my EHL practice and I was on my way home at like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I get a call from the coach. He was like, what do you like? Where are you right now? And I was like, uh, I'm, I'm on my way home. We just got done with EHL, our EHL skate. He's like, be back at the rink by five. You're dressing tonight. And I wow. was just totally taken by surprise, called my billets. Uh, and I said, Hey, like, I don't know. I know you guys go to the games. Um, I'm just letting you know, like I'm dressing. So if you guys want to, if you guys can make it out, I would love that. Um, awesome. So, yeah. So I got called up for the, for that game, uh, got sent back down, didn't play, then got called up as an emergency starter because both the goalies went down with concussions um, about three weeks later and played a game, played well. We ended up losing, but the coach, you know, gave me some good feedback. And then uh, I stuck with that. Uh Played the next weekend. We swept Northeast Generals, which was pretty cool. Really skilled team. I actually have a teammate at Plattsburgh now that I played against that weekend, which is pretty cool. It shows how small the hockey world is. Yeah. And uh, st stuck there for the year. And then I tried to stay in the NA. Uh, unfortunately, I just, again, just couldn't make uh, – being an age-out goalie is tough, especially in the, in the NA, unless you're a very well-established player. And I had only played 15 games. So signed with the Philadelphia Revolution the night before training camp, actually. Night wow, look at that. Yeah, um, I was talking to their coach and I said, hey, I was pretty honest with them. I said, I'm going to try to go play tier two in the in the North American League again. Um, so if that doesn't work out, I will hundred, I will 100% sign with you. I signed with them and uh, I lived in an apartment there, which is pretty cool. It's a little different. I think that first year of having a billet was nice because of, you know, they helped cook. Um, it was just more of like a transition from going from living with a fan, with my family in high school to moving away, living with a billet family and then going to the apartment. Right. So it was pretty cool to live in an apartment. Um, 
I still talk to all my roommates and actually our team group chat from that year still talks pretty frequently just to see oh, how guys awesome. are doing. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I'm very close with my two coaches there. I obviously committed from the revolution, which I'm very, very appreciative and, you know, just grateful for that they were able to help me get that commitment. But uh, I would say my overall experience was um, it was a, it was definitely like a grind. And I'm sure you hear that with every, every player um, or every athlete, but, it's junior hockey is different. It really tests you because you see all your buddies committing to schools. And I was very late. I committed in May mm-hmm. and I obviously went to school in August. So not, a, not, a, not a, a lot of room, quick turnaround to go to school. Yeah. So I was getting pretty anxious, just seeing everything and not really hearing anything from schools. And um, it was just really cool being able to travel around those bus rides. I'll never forget going yeah. to, going to uh, tournaments or showcases and just like, my, my one EHL coach, John Roger, coached in the USHL with John Cooper, who's the Tampa Bay Lightning coach. Right. Um, so he's got some pretty good knowledge about the game. And I love this quote that he said, and it's uh, been, been around a lot, met a, like met a lot of people. And I think that really has been uh, like a, that kind of summarizes like junior hockey. Like we've been all over the place. Like I played in Philly, I played in Maryland. I tried out for teams in Alaska, Wisconsin, Texas. So I could have ended up anywhere really in the country. So I really am grateful for it. Obviously being a goalie, they don't, I'm sure Max knows too. Um, like look at juniors, they don't really want you until you're 20, unless you're committed at 15, which I wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. So taking that extra year really, I think set me up for hopefully a successful ho- college hockey career as I haven't played a single game yet um, because our season was canceled, sadly. Cause of COVID. But, yeah. yeah. So they're kind of yeah. moving on to that. Like you're at SUNY Plattsburgh now. So yeah, you just said you haven't played yet, but like with the team and everything, how's that experience been for you so far? Been good. Um, being at a school for a while was, was interesting. Um, I wrote my first paper in three years in February of this year. So I had to, <laughs> yeah. had to get some of the rust off. We were talking to, to another guy um, not too long ago and he was saying, yeah, you know, David Heimovich. Yes. Yeah, we were talking to David Heimovich, who's um, he's doing the US, USHL right now. He's like, I haven't done school in two years. He's like, it's crazy how that works after high school, how like a lot of players don't like keep doing school. And it's like just a big gap, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I worked full time both years of juniors. I wanted to take classes, but one of the schools I was talking to recommended I didn't just for um, like scholarship and aid purposes. So I just yeah. decided to hold off and work and focus on hockey. Um, but coming to school. My team's awesome. Um, we're all really close, especially this year of COVID. Um, I don't want to say it forced us to get close, but we were just, obviously there wasn't really much to do. So we were always around each other. And we're like, I really got to know every guy on my team, not just a few. So um, I'm really excited. My freshman class is, is a pretty big size. We're about nine or 10. Um, yeah. The sophomore class is 11. So we're a very underclassman team right now, but I think we're, I think our underclassmen are going to play a big role in our, uh, in our success in the next few years. And I'm excited. I'm very excited to be a part of it. It's, it's it was a very cool experience to, uh, to commit to a school like Pottsburgh. That's awesome, dude. I go to a fellow SUNY, uh, Buffalo. So I know, I know the SUNY life, you know, really? Yeah. Um, but, nice. uh, so I wanted to ask, so you started something called grizzled hockey with your goalie partner, Anthony Shrum, you know, so you guys announced that, April, 2020. Tell me a little bit about grizzled hockey and you know, that whole thing. Cause that's a big project that you're a part of. Yeah, it's uh, it was pretty cool. Um, him and I were goalie partners at the Philadelphia revolution and him and I got very close as we were both like age outs. Kind of, we were, 
we realized we obviously were going to compete against each other, but we also knew that if we're, you know, trying to be trying to fight from the net all the time, um, you know, it's just going to create friction and it's just not a good environment. So we kind of realized that, you know, we were going to work through it and they ended up get us getting really close. And he, uh, we were joking around about starting a company in the, at the end of the year. And then once COVID hit, um, he actually called me and said, Hey, like I'm releasing a, a shirt. Um, you know, let me know what you think. Like, you know, I'd appreciate if you bought one. It was a goalie shirt. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was goalie themed. And, you know, I bought one and I was like, you know what? Like, I think this is a pretty good idea. And he, he said he was already thinking about starting a little clothing brand. And uh, we just kind of from there just went for it and said, you know what, we're going to, we're going to have fun with this. And, you know, it's, it's been, it's been an awesome experience so far. We partnered with the EHL actually, oh nice, um, which was really cool. Our uh, Neil Raven, who's the, believe he's the assistant our um like assistant uh commissioner um really gave us a cool opportunity as alumni and and really embraced us and all that so we're it was really cool for to have the league that we literally just got our college commitments from to allow us to come back into the into the community and and try to help a little bit yeah for sure so tell me so you guys are like it's like hockey lifestyle clothing that type of thing what does it mean to be a grizzled hockey player like, we were actually <laughs> we were actually talking about that today i was driving home from work and he was driving to the rink and we were actually talking about that today um i personally think a grizzled person is just someone who who's been around like you if you look at them you could just tell like they've seen like not it's not necessarily a bad thing but they've like seen a lot and they are they exemplify like a good strong person like you could tell that they like they're a leader like they give off that leadership like vibe or that leadership yeah. like those leadership qualities like yeah. you know they're person of integrity they're they're tough like for hockey you know you see guys blocking shots with their their skates they're blocking shots with their face every once in a while it's like that um, grind, know, that grinder mentality, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's that like, uh, you, the only way you're going to beat me is if you kill me. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's so. crazy. I like that. I like that for yeah. sure. So, you know, kind of the vision with grizzled that you guys have, where do you see yourselves going with it? What's like the, what's the big picture with, with grizzled hockey for you guys? So, uh, we've been, we've been talking about this a little bit. We're not, we're not a hundred percent sure because there's a lot of avenues that we could take, but, um, we, our goal is to not be ex like spitting chiclets or gong show or anything like that, but our goal is to just create, you know, hockey based shirts that, you know, the community will, you know, would enjoy. And, you know, if you see a kid around the rink with it, you look at him and you're like, oh man, like that's a cool shirt. Like right. I want one of those, you know, something, just some fun stuff because, you know, everything, especially in college, I'm sure, you know, like it's, everything's very serious now. And it's just nice to be able to have fun with it, especially hockey, because it's given both of us so much. We just wanted to just do something, kind of give back. Yeah, dude, that's crazy, because that was the next question I was going to ask you, which is like, what has hockey done in your life Tell for you? Like, tell me a little about like what draws you to this game, you know, for so long? How has it impacted you? You know, it seems like, you know, you, you started the brand and, you know, you're still playing, you know, you, and, you know, you traveled and juniors like like that's that's a grind. That shit's a grind. So like, what has it done for you? Like, what what, what is it for you? You know, that's that's kind of what I want um, to find out. I mean, I don't know if I could put it into words because I really am passionate about hockey, but uh, it's I've met people that I 
am so grateful that I've met. I've made memories with countless, countless teammates, coaches, um, just like even just by myself, just being on the ice alone. Um, it's just, I, it's, it's brought me down a path that I'm, I could not be more grateful for. And, um, it's, 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 uh, made me met people like, uh, like Max. Um, I have a funny story about him that I could tell later. Um, I, I'm sure would, he knows. I would love that. I'm sure he knows exactly what story I'm talking about, but, uh, it's met like stuff like that. Like you can just, I could not see a guy for four years and I'll bump into him and we'll just get talking about when we play together or guys that we know, if you, if you know, hockey players, the first thing that they'll say when they meet each other is, Hey, do you know that guy from this team immediately? Mm. Because it's such a small community. So for you, it's about the people, the more yeah. it's like the sport itself, but the, the, the sport draws you to the relationships with the people. And that's what you love. Yeah. And just to compete, being able to, to have the opportunity to just compete every day. Um, going to plot like especially going to plattsburgh like we get a pretty good drawing from the community not just the students which mm. i think is pretty special yeah um, it's more like a junior feel which is i love and uh like walking around town even even though i have never played a game yet we practiced for about five or six weeks people still recognize me as a plattsburgh state hockey player and it's you know we have that extra responsibility but i also have people come up to me and they're like hey like you're the new you're the freshman goalie or you're like you know you're the kid from New Jersey. Like, I can't wait to watch you guys play. Like that, that means a lot to me. Sure. Absolutely. And by the way, Max over there in the peanut gallery said he does know the story that you're oh, going to I'm tell. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. <laughs> but um, before we get into that quick story, like one of the last things I wanted to ask you, so you were talking a little bit about your partnership with the EHL and um, I, that's really cool. So like, is there any other leagues that you're trying to collaborate with or right now you're focused on, on that partnership? Um, we definitely are trying to expand our, you know, our, our grab on the hockey world. Um, the EHL obviously was huge. Uh, me playing in the NA, uh, I've talked to my old junior team, trying to maybe facilitate something there in the future. You know, it's small steps because starting, you know, this is a newer business. We've been around for just over a year. So we still got some of those, uh, some of those things to work out and in just a year you guys are creating a decent following for yourselves over over on instagram i saw you know that that's something to be proud of for sure well thank you i appreciate that we're really trying to make this something fun for all ages so you know if you're a men's league player you can relate or if you're a uh, squirt that's learning just how to skate and stick yeah, handle and all that stuff it's supposed to be everyone yeah i like that so let me let me hear this max lindley hockey story because you know he <laughs> he doesn't tell me anything so well, first of all, um, my dad has requested who coached Max um, the year they won the state championship. He has requested me to say that Max was his favorite player um, that he's coached. Wow, that's huge. He's coming yeah. over. He he likes that. He's coming over. I'm, I'm sure he does. I'm absolutely honored. Absolutely yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I told him that I was coming on here and he was like, oh, uh, we'll make sure you mention to Max that he's my favorite. I'm like, OK, he, all right. Right. settle down settle down there yeah i was like all right but um oh he's he still loves it he wears his ring every once in a while just to get under my skin he's like yeah you don't have one of these oh i love it but um so the story right. with max was onwards uh, with you max <laughs> we so we had an empty slot and glenrock did and my travel coach um was their head coach anthony elovich and my dad was the assistant with uh with him and also our goalie coach max and i's goalie coach was the other assistant coach there so i is knew that, the is entire... that is that zane yes i yes. know zane oh, zane's everyone great, everyone knows zane great guy 
Yeah, he's because he guy. he was a he was a TA at our high school, so like everybody <laughs> knew Zane. It was that's yeah, awesome. Good guy. Yeah, he's like the play, he's a player coach. Like he, he's very good to relate to. Like I relate to him when we're skating. Like we'll just talk about you know life, not just hockey. Yeah. And uh, so we have this slot open, and our uh, coach Yalovich, he he texted me one night. He's like, "Hey, you guys have like this date open?" And I said, "Yeah, I think so." He's like, "Oh well, we have a uh, like." I heard you guys have a slot and I said, yeah, I think we do. And I'm like, call my coach, schedule a game. So the game gets scheduled. So I know this entire coaching staff, my dad's on it. And, you know, I've, I've, him and I go back and forth all the time about, you know, Mo, Mo Beard was better. Glenn Rock was better, you know, this and that. And yeah. um, so we're playing and the first period, the first period ends and, you know, like Zane and uh, Max are saying stuff to me. I don't really remember what it was, but they were saying stuff. And then, the second period comes around and I go to their end and I just look over at their bench and my dad was on the bench. He was just watching from the stands, but he came down for the third period. But Zane and Max are screaming at me from the other end or from, some, from their some, end. Some good old chirps. Yeah. Oh my God. They were ripping me. And <laughs> I just like, I'm like, I do a little figure eight in between whistles just to, you know, keep myself busy. And uh, I like skate over and I'm just like, I can still hear them. Like it's, it had to be four minutes into the period. They're still going just, just about everything and anything they could possibly say. <laughs> and that's I just, unreal. Oh man. And my, I've, I've, I've seen Max uh, get under some goalie skin pretty good. And I just was kind of chuckling, like just laughing in the net, like, Oh, this is fun. Yeah. And, dude, uh, that's crazy. But yeah, Max would just not stop. He was nonstop the whole game. Kids were like, he was a good sport. Good sport about it though. I, All right. I think he was a, but, at least uh, you can give him that no he was a good sport um but yeah i'll never forget that that he was just running his mouth the whole game with us and Damn. i just I, it, it gave me it, it made it fun like that was a serious game obviously because i wanted to beat glenn rock because my dad was coaching but yeah also that shit's personal oh oh it got real personal it got it got on twitter wow it a, yeah it was uh the, the battle of the del tufos in uh high school hockey Damn, that's a legacy though that like you know it'll live on in New Jersey hockey for years to come. Yeah, you know, your children's children will talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hope, I hope. But yeah. uh, I'm not. I'll, I'll say this personally: I've never seen um, a player in in high school hockey, actually in hockey in general, that's able to get under kids' skins as well as Max did. That Middletown North crazy. game was he. They played Middletown North in states, and I was at the game just you know watching and supporting them and. Max got the Middletown North goalie in the middle of the game to skate over to their bench and chirp him back in the middle of the play because he was ripping him so badly from the bench. It was unbelievable. I've never seen that in all of my years of playing hockey. It's funny because that's like, I, that's like the old Max that I remember, but the, the Max these days I feel like is like way more like reserved than he used to be like out on the rink, you know? Interesting. Interesting. That's, that's my two cents at least. Mm, and I'll, I'll keep that in mind if we ever skate together again, but, uh, he definitely <laughs> was, uh, someone that if you played against him. You remember, you remember that goalie for sure. You remember, you remember that red hair. Oh, oh, that flow coming out of the net. The flow's no longer, but, uh, I know I'm a bit disappointed. That was I agree. His trademark. I was a fan of it. You know, it's all right. Maybe. Hey, it's summer. It's now's the time. True that. All right, Anthony, listen, it was great talking to you. Great having you on. Uh, I really appreciate the time, man. Best well, of thank luck to you. you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. We are back. We are back. <laughs> Welcome back from that fantastic interview with Anthony Del Tufo. 
Um, shout out Frank Del Tufo, my former hockey coach, Anthony's dad. And shout out Anthony for coming on the podcast. Bunch yeah. Of, a bunch of great people. Yeah. Great guy. I actually really enjoyed getting to talk with him. You he, learned he, a lot from him, too. He was fun. He you was know, sure I remember fun. last week you were saying I learned a lot about hockey from David. And, like, I feel like you learned a lot from Anthony, too. Yeah. yeah. 100%. That kid's going to do something. He's business savvy. He's all over the place. I, I like I like Del, Anthony yeah. Del Tufo. Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. Thanks for coming on again. Absolutely. Check out Grizzled Hockey. We'll leave it linked below. Oh, yeah. It's a cool thing he's got going there. Yeah, very cool apparel. So moving on to the Olympics, big situations going on. I know we wanted to touch a little bit on Shakari Richardson. Max, take that away for us real quick. I'll yeah. give a little something at the end. but Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Shakari Richardson was disbanded, disband, disbarred. So, yeah, Shakari Richardson was disqualified from the Olympics um, after testing positive for THC, marijuana. Um, and this is really a, a growing situation because it really shows the hypocrisy and stupidity of these rules that the United States Doping Agency puts into place. Please, please, someone comment down below. If you have an answer to this, how is weed a performance-enhancing drug, especially when you're talking about running? Please, if you have that answer, drop it down below. Otherwise, I don't have much else to say except for the fact that this this is just pretty blasphemous. Um, it, it's really screwed up what they're doing to Shikari. And I feel like when you notice something is a stupid rule, an unjust rule, that is borderline on a lot of things. It's better to rewrite the rule and readjust the rule than to enforce the crappy rule. That's my two cents. I'm sure a ton of people agree with me. I mean, it's fucking weed, people. It's weed. It's weed. It's not It's not like she's doping. It's not like she's taking steroids. It's not like she's like enhancing her performance. She's trying to cope. It's stupid. Yeah. Uh, I think she should definitely be able to run. I think, you know, she is a electric runner. She's so good. And, uh, you know, she, she was on the map before this whole thing. Like, people were saw her and she was going crazy on ESPN and all this stuff. She's a really talented athlete. And it's a shame to see this happen. The only, like, part of... I agree that it's an outdated rule, outdated policy, and something needs to be tweaked 100% because we live in a in a world where it's a lot, you know, it's a, it's pretty accepted. So, you know, that should be taken into account. And with, used medicinally. Yeah, with the, yeah, that's true. And the only part of, like, the other side that I do see is, like, she knew, she made a mistake, you know, and, but she knew that this was a rule and she knew that this could happen and this could be a consequence for her action. And that's kind of what happened. So I, I see that side of it. I do. But I also understand that this is like pretty crazy. And, you know, if she ran nothing with the weed would have to do with her performance. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's crazy. It's a crazy world, guys. I don't I don't know what to say, you know. It's just stupid, and you hope yeah. you hope she gets the justice she deserves and is able to run. Right. If not, this isn't going to be the last you hear from from her, especially on the track. No, she's she, she's a great runner. She's awesome. So baseball will be at the Olympics for the first time since 2008. I believe that was the Beijing Games, if I'm not mistaken. It was. You're right. Beijing. Six nations will compete. 
which is a little small. Yeah, that's that was my first thing. It was like if you're gonna bring it back for the first time in twelve full years, full throttle, full throttle, bring at least twelve. Yeah. So there's U.S., Mexico, Israel, headlined by the usual Ian Kinsler, who everybody loves. That he was a Jewish guy who played in the MLB, who represents Team Israel, which was also fun. I know like Euclid used to play for Team Israel. Did he? Yeah, oh. which was cool because he's Jewish. And there's a couple other former MLB guys who are on that squad. Japan's in there. They're going to put out a good team. South Korea and the Dominican Republic. So some some good squads in there. I'm excited to see. I think uh, my finals prediction for that would be, for the gold, would be U.S. and Dominican Republic. But don't sleep. You know? Don't sleep on anyone. It's baseball. Anything could happen. Yeah, I just think it's a little ridiculous. Like, you got first time, 12 years. You got six teams. And then, like, how is that going to work playing against each other-wise? Are they going to do, like, a round robin? I don't know. I didn't see that, what they're doing. You could just do, like, one side of a bracket, two, two, and two. But then anyone who plays the United States or Dominican Republic are, like, kind of at a huge disadvantage. I mean, you could say that for, like, the basketball team that you're at, too, that you're at a huge disadvantage. But there's way more teams for basketball. Yeah. You know? So there's more chances for upsets. When there's six teams, I feel like there's way less chance for upset. I think a round robin would be fun. Yeah, with, like, a double elimination type thing where they can lose and still compete. Yeah, I don't know exactly. There's definitely a format out there. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. So they're either probably going to do that or just do one side of the bracket where all six teams play, then four teams, then the winners of those. That, so it's like mm. you start in the quarterfinals, basically. I guess. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, me neither, really. But I'd like a seeding round. Yeah, I feel that. Right? Yeah. Have everyone play. It'll be good baseball. Yeah, it definitely will. Fun. It definitely will. Yeah. Anyway, so U.S. basketball. Mm-hmm. Looking to dominate. The roster is up there. I love the roster they're putting out this year. KD is is headlining, which is great. I'm happy to see him there. He's probably just going to give buckets out Yeah. <laughs> um, after his crazy playoffs. Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Holiday, Middleton, Levine, Adebayo, Draymond, Jeremy Grant, Brad Beal, and Kevin Love. That's the rest of the team. Great team. I think they take gold easily, yeah. in my opinion. But Yeah, it's just crazy. Like... You say they'll take gold easily, but like this isn't even this is like excluding two of the top three players in the league. You know, like LeBron, Anthony Davis aren't playing. Kawhi isn't playing. True is that, is Paul George on there? No, Paul George not. Paul George is not playing. Paul George is not there. So like, there's a ton of players who aren't playing, and we still think the United States will take the go- take gold easily in basketball. Just shows you the advantage that they have. Right. Well, do you think it would ever get to a point where? College, I guess there isn't really that much college basketball. I mean, do you think it would ever get to a point where college basketball players played instead of the pros? It seems like that's the point we're getting to. Because every year, more and more players from the NBA don't play. Yeah. Well, last year weren't... No, last year some NBA players, like the last time they yeah. the U.S. had a team. I mean, the last time the hockey team played. Right, that's what I was... Yeah, that's what they, I was had, uh, they had college players. That sucked. Yeah. No offense well, to the college. It didn't but. suck though. If everybody did it, it'd be fucking great. Dude, but I love like seeing like that, dude, that TJ Oshie. But you're never gonna get thing. a miracle again. You're never gonna get a 1980 Olympics. You're again right. Like that. You're right. So that's it on the Olympics and the basketball. Excited for that. Definitely gonna have some more Olympic content going for sure. forward. Also, I wanted to mention real quick UFC this weekend. Poirier, McGregor, McGregor. You know, this is it for him, guys. He needs this one, or else it's. I don't think he'll ever it's get another. Zone. He'll never get another title shot if he doesn't win this fight. 
So he doesn't deserve one if he doesn't win this fight. He's yeah. lost how many title fights in a row now? You're right. You're right. How many has he lost? Well, this isn't a title fight. Well, title fight against a, a title contender. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You mean like big, you made yeah, big, a big time fight. fight? How many big time fights? Well, he lost. He lost to Khabib. He lost to Khabib, and then he lost to Poirier. Yeah. So. Yep. How many of those can you have? Right. It's a good question. It's a valid question. Everyone tune in. I'm doing on Patreon, which we're going to talk about in a sec. I am doing an exclusive breakdown of the whole card. It's going to be awesome. I'm loving the UFC guy. Fastest growing sport right now. Definitely tune in this weekend to the McGregor Poirier fight. Max, talk to the people about Patreon a little bit. I'm going to tell you guys the perks you get. And then Evan is going to tell you about what those perks mean. So we're going to offer you guys some early access to episodes where you're going to get behind the bench, behind the scenes content. You're going to get to know our guests before we even interview them. And then you're also going to get exclusive content and series and trivia series and fun stuff exclusively for Patreon. So, Evan. So, all that means you get your episodes on Wednesday instead of Thursday. You get to know the guests early before anybody else does. The money, of course. It's $2 a month, which is, you know, change. That's the change in your pocket, fellas. So, you know, it's not even a sandwich. It's not even a quarter of a sandwich. Yeah, you can't even go to Subway and get half of a half. <laughs> you can't even get half of a half at Subway. So might as well support us because, you know, we're, it's, we're using the money to for equipment and stuff to keep it running because like we don't really make any money. So we, we just, don't make we, any money. We, put, we, put a, we, dump, we dump a lot of money into the equipment and mm-hmm. and the things that to make this run. So any support is... Greatly appreciated. Yeah, and sorry, forgot to announce. We have an announcement for Patreon subscribers only coming at the end of this week. Correct. So that is very exciting. You're going to want to get subscribed for that. That's right. Guys, make sure you follow the Instagram, subscribe to the YouTube, follow TikTok, Twitter, and literally everything else because we're on everything, apparently. We are. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Seriously, check us out. Google Google Podcast. We're on. We're on all podcast platforms. Obviously, Utah. You. Obviously, YouTube's the main one. But YouTube, you can check us out. YouTube anywhere takes else. the cake. Yeah, YouTube takes the cake. But uh, yeah, guys, and also we'll be back for our thirty-first episode. Maybe some some guests on there that might be familiar. Yeah, maybe some familiar faces. Yeah, who knows? We'll have to see. <laughs> all right, guys, take care. See you for thirty-one next week. Peace.